for me, like the challenge is to really always keep that in mind, like when writing documentation and always address address and represent like all of the users that are possible, uh, you know, like for this documentation. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast, where Gallery Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world, and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day, everyone. Our guest today is Lucy Lenawar, technical content developer at GitHub. Welcome, Lucy, to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for inviting me and having me here. Pleasure is us, Lucy. Thank you so much for joining. So, Lucy, I would just simply like to start this podcast with a quick introduction about yourself. Please introduce a bit more. And how did you originally got into documentation, please? Um, so, yeah, I'm originally like a technical translator. Uh, so I started my career like that, mm -hmm. uh, and then moved into machine translation, uh, the machine translation industry. Um, and there I basically kind of find a passion for tech, uh, and I still had my passion for content. So I kind of wanted to like combine them both. Uh, and that's kind of how I, uh, ended up in technical writing. I thought that was a good way of, uh, doing a bit of everything, like, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a very good combination, technical content developer. Super. Yeah. So uh, I am aware that you spent nearly three years analyzing machine translation for eBay, if you don't mind yeah. me. So, so during that time, Lucy, what kind of improvements did you notice uh, with the quality of the output, please? Um, so... My job was basically to do like uh, quality evaluations on the corpora that was used to um, that was used to feed the engines to train them. Um, so I remember that at the time that I was working there, we were uh, switching from statistical models to neural uh, models uh, in machine translation, and that got to like real real improvements, like basically switching the algorithms. Um, and yeah, like using another type of model, uh, at the beginning, I remember like it was, the output was not so, was not so great, but I don't know, like with, tech, with technology evolving, uh, it got like scarily good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm not in this industry anymore, but I still kind of follow a little, you know, like what's, what's going on. And I'm, I'm impressed with, uh, what they've done with this, uh, with this model, like now a lot of uh, CAD tools, so the, these tools that translators are using to translate, like they're powered with empty um, uh -huh. using this model. And uh, it's it's a great help for translators. Fantastic, fantastic. So Lucy, uh, I'm, I'm eagerly looking forward to your uh, process or documentation process at GitHub. And uh, so, so what is uh, it like in GitHub and who's normally involved in such documentation process stages? Um, so basically, so my team, we're, uh, we're a specific, like a special team. Mm -hmm. uh, we're basically part of the professional services team. And what we do is that we develop uh, programs and content uh, that is designed at our partners so that they can onboard uh, clients 
uh, faster, basically. Um, so it's not we're not exactly a documentation team. We work with the documentation produced by the documentation team, but we develop specific content, you know, for uh, training training the partners and so that they can in turn like train the clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, uh, so I can tell you a little bit about. Uh, a little bit about both, like because like uh, GitHub has also made uh, their documentation open source. Okay. Um, so it was a it was a huge step uh, for them, and uh, basically, yeah, now anyone can uh, open. So on the on the documentation uh, knowledge base, mm-hmm. uh, anyone any developer can contribute. Basically, like open a PR and just say like, hey, this isn't uh, this isn't accurate, or I noticed that, or I think it would be great to. To add that, so it, they kind of switch to a very much like a community-driven like effort, mm-hmm. um, which I find which I find interesting because uh, yeah, yeah. you know like the open yep. source like it works the same way as with uh, uh, with open source developing. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I yeah. thought that was yeah like a nice approach. And then like in my team, uh, what we do is that we're basically um, so every member of my team is basically responsible for a program or uh, a specialty, like we all have our uh, specialties, you know, like uh, it could be like a product or for example, right now I'm focusing on developing content uh, for, uh, so that's called like third party content. So mm-hmm. the content that we push on our, um, on other platforms such as uh, Microsoft Learn or um, we have some content, for example, on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are the partners that we, we work with on a regular basis. So we are developing content for them and I'm helping with that. Wow. Uh, I'm still very much, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I started working for GitHub like a month ago. So you know, like I'm still very much onboarding. And I'm, yeah. for now, like I'm really, uh, I'm really touching like a little bit of everything. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, but basically, yeah, like long term, you know, like I, I, the the goal is for me to specialize in an area and then just own it and then find the like the relevant partners uh, to talk to, uh, and it could be really anyone anyone in the company. Like as I'm saying to you right now, like I'm, I'm for example, right now I'm touching at a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm in touch, for example, right now also with like S, the, the SEO team mm-hmm. um, so that we can produce some content uh, for some github.com pages um, and for some other, like develop some other guides, uh, you know, that could be useful for redirecting users, you know, uh, to, to the website. Um, so it could be SEO, it could be, uh, you know, external partners, it could be marketing. Uh, we really work with a wide range of, uh, wide range of people. Like I, I wouldn't say like everyone at GitHub, but like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Fantastic. Very exciting, uh, Lucy. Um, so how do you manage your documentation workflow? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm cautious that you did mention you are fairly getting used to the different processes, yeah. but how do you manage your documentation workflow? So basically like GitHub, uh, there's, it's very specific to GitHub. GitHub uses GitHub. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone at GitHub, like, everything is managed in, uh, in GitHub. So whenever we want to, whenever we want to try out an idea 
or produce like any type of documentation or, you know, like, uh, I mean, anything, you just do it in GitHub and you do it like the same way you do in development. So you mm -hmm. want to propose something, you just open an issue and then you discuss it with your team in the issue. And then once you arrive to a conclusion of what the actions items are or, you know, like what you want to do or not do, then you open a, like you start working on it and you open a pull request. And then uh, your teammates can review, you know, like what you've done. And then it gets integrated. Like, I mean, uh, GitHub offers like a lot of possibilities to create documentation. Um, it's, now you can even like, I didn't, I just discovered that <laughs> you can create a website because uh, it's powered also like with Jekyll uh, and other static uh, website generators. So you have like really simple functions in GitHub that enable you to turn whatever it is, the pages that you're writing in a in a website. Um, you can use uh, you can use the wikis. You can you can use like a lot of stuff. Um, so, but basically, yeah, like everything is kind of like managed the same way. Like it's kind of an agile way of work. Like a yeah, our own agile documentation workflow, basically. <laughs> Fantastic. Great, great. So um, I think uh, you can bring some experiences from your previous uh, organizations mm -hmm. as well. So what are the important factors you consider when creating documentation? Uh, it, mostly the like the number one is user. <laughs> so <laughs> like we as technical writers and technical content developers, so we write for specific audiences. And specifically in our case, like we need to be really in touch with the with our end users um, because they will really determine, you know, like what type of program we need to create or what it is that they want to know specifically about GitHub, what's their level, mm -hmm. uh, what's their expectation. So I feel like it's even more, I mean, um, compared to, so in my previous, exper previous experiences, I, I was just, just technical writing, technical mm -hmm. writer, and I was uh, producing documentation for software. And I mean, like, of course, you you could make assumptions more easily. You know, like you you had to describe the software anyways. Um, so you know, like I would write like a lot of like uh, getting started manuals and things like that. So you need to know you need to know everything. So you write about everything. But in this case at GitHub, like uh, um, people are already really. Um, technical and skilled and they want to know they want to go even further uh you know like with with github and git so you really need to get into the details of uh you know like what they want and then design a, a program or content to address that um and that could take like many different forms like we mm -hmm. we create videos uh we create content we create um like we are trying maybe to build like some certification programs um, for GitHub so that people could, you know, like have a, a way to get certified uh, on on GitHub, like about the product and everything. Um, so, yeah, like we're basically working on a lot of uh, different formats and different stuff. Fantastic. So I think um, uh, my next question is again surrounding the topic that uh, you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So how important do you think is the choice of words when creating um, inclusive documentation and what mistakes have you seen people make? Uh, 
assume uh, so basically yeah so inclusive documentation i've already approached that in uh, one of my so the podcast that you that you listen to on the write the docs uh, mm -hmm. community yeah um so I remember saying uh, back then, like the, the assumption that people often make is that the like the person who is going to use that documentation is usually uh, male uh, and uh, and white and heterosexual. Basically, mm -hmm. that's I don't know. That's more or less like the standard image that we have in our in our head uh, when we imagine a user, but. Users are like they are representative of society, so they can be a woman, they can be a person of color, uh, they can be uh, I don't know, like many many different things, and we tend to underrepresent uh, all these groups, and um, yeah, like the for me like the challenge is to really always keep that in mind, like when writing documentation and always address address and represent like all of the users that are possible, uh, you know, like for this documentation and not like the typical standard user uh, that we think of. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. Um, so how do you report on your documentation? And uh, may I ask you, who do you report to? Um, I have like, so I have um, like a program, program training, oh, wait, what's, uh, I'm confused. Because we are changing um, title, <laughs> our <laughs> our uh, team used to be uh, programs team. Now we're called content and enablement team. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, yeah, we have like a, a, a programs manager, uh, and she oversees kind of like everything that we're that we're doing and helps out where needed. And she, yeah, she guides us. Uh, as I said, like we all have like. A specialty or an, yeah like a program that we're owning so she supports like each and every of us like in all of these different specialties fantastic um so i think uh, we spoke about um the important factors while creating documentation mm -hmm. uh, i just want to uh, touch base on um another factor that you might considered. Mm -hmm. So when identifying the kind of depth of information to give to certain user groups, uh, because you mentioned that you work with uh, different groups. So yeah. what factors uh, do you consider? Um, like, can you elaborate a little? Like, because there's a lot of different factors. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can just uh, note um, just down your top two or three factors that you consider. Yeah depending upon the information that you give to certain user groups? Um, I mean, level of knowledge. Uh, yeah, that's right. Kind of yeah. Uh, yeah, identifying the kind of depth of information. Yeah, yeah. Like to to know how far like you have to you have to go in your explanations uh, if you're talking to a first time user or mm. if you're talking to someone who yeah who's already worked with uh, with github and git um and then like also the um, i don't know like the maybe the industry that these people are working in mm -hmm. uh, because you need to think of like examples that will be re relevant to them um so they could I don't know, like they could be working for uh, any type of software company or they could be, yeah, like developing any, a lot of different sort of soft software. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you want to create examples that are, that are relevant to them and uh, that are going to resonate. 
Um, yeah, so th- th- that's what I would say, like level of knowledge and then like industry in mm-hmm. my case. Yeah. Fantastic. That, that, I mean, that's your opinion, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could yeah. be, it could be different. Like, I mean, like depending on who, like mm-hmm. who your documentation team or what company you're working for, you're working for. But Tell in my company. case, like, yeah, mm-hmm. these are really important. Fantastic. Uh, so again, in your opinion, uh, what has been the most important innovation when it comes to document tracking uh, during your career? During my career? Um, I don't know, because like I've always, I feel like I, I, so I started, I did a little um, apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started by that because I wanted to learn like the basics of uh, technical writing. Um, and in the company where I was, uh, I was working, we were using mostly data. And then when I started working, so the company I worked for after, I exclusively worked with, uh, with GitHub, uh, and with Git. So I don't, it feels like I, I went from, uh, like more traditional, more traditional, um, language uh, mm-hmm. and tools to directly you know like uh, into the agile workflows and <laughs> mm-hmm. um like the the yeah like more i mean i, I want to say Wait, modern yeah, tools yeah yeah because yeah. Uh, yeah you need to be delivering documentation at the same pace as mm-hmm. uh, developers are uh, are basically developing um so i didn't have much time to actually <laughs> like do a lot of comparison like i feel like i've been working with uh, with github and git forever now uh but like i don't know i find these tools these tools great like in terms of tracking and uh i don't know i i like that the the um, uh, the these tools are reflecting of what the developers use like basically using the tools that uh you know like the the authors of the code are using Mm-hmm. Like that really helps, uh, you know, like you get in the same mindset and you get, uh, yeah, you, you work the same way. So <laughs> it gets easier <laughs> and you're not like completely separated, you know? Yeah. Super. Uh, you did mention that GitHub um, has become more like an open source for anybody to come and uh, write. Yeah. So um, am I correct in assuming that you are generating any organic search traffic from your knowledge base? Are you aware of uh, this? Uh, like in my case, I, I don't know yet about that because <laughs> like I just started, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I haven't gotten to that part yet, like, um, in my onboarding, uh, and also like the, the resources that we are, we are producing with my teams, like they're mostly internal. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm not, I'm not sure about like the, the external facing documentation or, uh, that, that is produced by the documentation team, for example. Um, like, I can, yeah, I, I couldn't, I would not be able to tell you at this point. Sorry. Okay. That, 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 that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, um, maybe in the next, uh, next, uh, time when we meet, we might, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe when I'm more than one month in, uh, in my job. Yeah. <laughs> Super. So I think uh, we are good to move to the rapid fire round, uh, Lucy, mm-hmm. uh, who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? 
Uh, from developers, actually. Uh, <laughs> when I, like, again, when I, um, uh, when I was working uh, for this startup called Relayer, um, that's where I learned the most, actually, uh, because I started documenting APIs and uh, things that I, I had never heard about before. <laughs> and they were, they were really, um, they really helped me, you know, like shape my knowledge and also like uh, help me discover like all of these tools that we could use, you know, like to best, to best document APIs uh, and to, yeah, like it was a, a lot of collaboration like with developers. Uh, I learned a lot from them. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. So I'm sure you might be reading a lot of contents out there. Uh, so can you share a documentation related resource you have recently consumed? A documented related. Uh, at the moment, I'm reading, like I'm reading a lot about like uh, UX. Uh, I read a lot of things that are coming from UX wait like i'm looking for the uh, that's ux planet or ux ux collective mm -hmm. on medium um and they have like a lot of uh i really uh, we it's not necessarily you know like documentation related uh but it's a lot about product management and product design and it helps to i mean sometimes also like some writers uh, some technical writers write in that blog um just to to know like uh, to present to people how documentation and uh, design and product can uh, better work together and uh, how things could be integrated and uh, i find it a very useful very useful blog fantastic thank you mm -hmm. um so last question for the day <laughs> mm -hmm. what is the one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20 year old self <gasps> Uh, to my 20 year old self <laughs> I wasn't even in this industry uh, when I was 20 um, I don't know like just uh, so like listen like for me yeah I really I really like I really get a lot from a lot of different people like I learn a lot uh, from developers designers product managers like the advice that I would give is to yeah, like basically work with everyone. You can, like in a company, you can learn so much and it will, you can bring so many practices from other, uh, from other domains into your own. Um, so that would be the advice, I guess. Fantastic. So I think, uh, Lucy, we are almost to the end of the podcast. Is mm -hmm. there anything I missed to ask you today that you would like to uh, convey to our audiences? uh like i mean i don't think so uh what ca what more can i say uh, <laughs> like documentation is the future <laughs> we <laughs> we want documentation integrated in products uh and uh in yeah like in everything and uh yeah just believe in yourself <laughs> fantastic thank you so much i think that speaks a lot believe in yourself <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so so lucy good luck with your uh, new adventure and uh, we you. wish you all the best uh, for your future projects within github and um, uh, continue your uh, community contributions too mm -hmm. and have a lovely lovely weekend thank you very much uh, have a nice weekend too thank you Thank you.
Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.